and welcome back to Your Brain on Weird. I'm Jess. And I'm Sam. And this is A Little Weird. It is a smaller episode where we talk about things that uh, don't really warrant an entire episode for people who don't really have an hour as well to listen. Yes. <laughs> These ones are so fun, I think. They're so fun. <laughs> They are pretty fun. Yeah. So I have two. Um, I also have two, but I also have like just like a weird personal story as well. So. Ooh. Okay. Well, do you want to start and then uh, you can do your personal story at the end? Yeah. You can talk about it. Okay. There. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So both of these things that I want to talk about today are um, one's a place, one's an event, because. Uh, we were driving in New Hampshire this past weekend, and I, like, picked these two things out, like, while we were driving. One was, a, like, a coolest shit-looking building, and the other one was, like, a plaque. And I'll talk about that one first. Um, so the plaque said, Oyster River Massacre. Oh, God. Okay. So <sighs> this is in Durham, New Hampshire, and it's just, like, a really nice-looking plaque on a bridge over a small river and um i originally looked it up just because i wanted to know but it's like actually kind of funny so that's why i'm sharing it (laughs) okay okay it's not it's not funny in like a funny way it's like uh actually horrific but (laughs) so on july 18th 1694 oh A force of over 250 um, Native Americans, um, composed of two main groups, the Penobscot and the Norwich Walk, attacked a English settlement on Oyster River. Oh, Oyster River. That's probably the river that this is on. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, Uh I would assume so. So, they attacked this settlement... And they just, they decimated the entire thing. They literally fucking raised it. Um, They killed 104 people and took 27 people captive. They burned every single house down. They pillaged everything. They, like, burnt all the crops, blah, blah, blah. It's great. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Listen, on on most things concerning Native Americans, like, I'm on their side. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I get you. I get you. It's awful, but at the same time, it's kind of like, well... Yeah. I get it. Yeah. I get it. I support them. Great. Okay, so, um, the funny part about this is that in 1693, so the year before, the English had started to get into peace and trade negotiations with the main tribe, which is the Abenaki tribe in eastern Massachusetts. And they had started, like, negotiating. They wanted peace. They wanted everything to, like, just, like, stop, right? And there was this fucking French guy who didn't want that. So he sent a guy named Claude Sebastian de de Villeneuve, Cloud Sebastian de Villeneuve? Yes. Okay. He was a French captain or, yeah, he was some sort of military figure, right? So, okay. So he went to this tribe, like, got all nice-nice with them, 
and then put the idea in their head that they should go attack this village. Oh. So they had already started <laughs> trying to, like, negotiate well, to stop fighting. And some French guy was like, nah, war is good for business. <laughs> and sent one of his people to go, like, initiate this whole thing. Holy, okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And uh, I don't, nothing ever happened to that. To that guy? Yeah. Um, but I just thought that was fucking crazy. <laughs> that is pretty crazy. Wow. Yeah. That's weird. And you just like saw that sign and you were like, I'm going to look it up. Yeah. That's Sick. like one of my favorite things about driving around is like, see all the weird cool shit and then look it up. Yeah. 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 That's how, uh, remember when, whenever, when we, uh, went on our trip to Vermont, I like was opening up my notepad and just like writing things down as we were seeing them so I could look them up later. Yeah, dude. I was driving and I was like, Nick, text that to me. Nick, text that to me. Like, yeah. please, I've got to forget about it. Oh, man. French guy was a douche. Yeah, right? He was a shower. I just called him a shower. Ooh, got him. <sighs> okay. Okay. So, my first one, I have to give credit to AP Strange for this one because he posted it nice. today. AP Strange is resident expert of all things kooky for the Mothpit Network, by the way. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so thank you for that, AP. So this was on this day. So January 25th is the day that we're recording. In 1967, in South Ashburnham, Massachusetts. So I guess we're doing local stuff. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> New England is weird as hell. So Betty Andresen was working in her kitchen while her seven children and her parents were in the living room. This was shortly after 630 the lights in the house suddenly blinked on and off, and then a red light began to come in through the kitchen window. Betty ran to comfort her kids because her kids were like, what the fuck? And her father ran to the kitchen to look out the window to see where the like red light was coming from. And he saw five beings hopping towards their house. What? Kelly Hopkinsville vibes. <laughs> yep. And they just walked right through the front door. Like, through the wooden door. Like, not, like, through the front door. Like, through the door. And suddenly, the family apparently was put into a state of suspended animation. So they were just all frozen. And there was one taller entity and four shorter ones. So there was five. And their mouths were just, like, slits. And they didn't, their mouths, like, didn't move when they talked. They communicated telepathically. Um, they wore kind of, like, blue overalls, is another thing. Okay. And they all had, like, belts around their waist, and they had little, like, bird logos on their sleeves of their, like, outfits. Cool. What a look. Yep. Uh, they apparently all had three fingers, and they wore boots. So, that's what they looked like. They did not move like humans. They floated. When they walked, uh, or they floated instead of walking. So apparently the aliens were holding the children in a frozen frozen state of consciousness. So they're all in, like, suspended animation. Mm -hmm. But the, the children don't know what's going on. And when Betty started to show concern for her children, the aliens released her daughter from this, like, frozen state of consciousness. So now her daughter is aware of what's going on. So Betty said that she was really scared, but she felt calm and she felt like these beings were like friendly. 
And she, like, kind of trusted them. Interesting. Uh, yeah. The aliens then took Betty, just Betty, um, outside to the craft that was in the backyard. And this craft was, like, 20 feet in diameter and, like, the classic UFO shape. Betty believes that after she boarded the craft, or actually it might have been her and her daughter. It might have been just her and her and her daughter, or just her, whatever. But she believes that after they went on the craft, the uh, smaller craft met up with a larger craft. And on the larger craft, she underwent a physical examination. She was subjected to experiments using strange equipment. And yeah, just like typical abduction stuff. Typical abduction stuff. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So four hours later... She was returned, and when she got back, her family was still, like, in suspended animation, and apparently one of the aliens had, like, stayed, one of the beings, excuse me, had stayed at her house to, like, watch over the family. That's nice of them. (laughs) Yeah, I guess. But they all left after they released the family from their frozen state. Uh, So they were pretty much just like, okay, we're done with you. Bye. So, <laughs> that's fucking wild, dude. Yeah, yeah. Um, Betty also later said that the aliens had hypnotized her to not remember any of this experience and had said, you're not meant to remember it until a later date. And yeah, so she didn't like remember it at first. Interesting. Yeah. So before this happened, apparently she had little to no knowledge of alien folklore or stories, and she was a devoted Christian. In fact, she considered this to have been a religious experience at first. Interesting. Apparently she only remembered, like, the light coming in through the kitchen window. And so she was like, oh, it must have been a religious experience. Uh Uh-oh, aliens. Oh, no. Oh, no, dude. So eight years later... Uh, Betty answered an ad from J. Allen Hynek. Do you remember who that is? No. He's like a UFO investigator. Oh, Um, okay. He did, I think he, did he do the Kelly Hopkinsville case? I think so. Oh, okay. Um, But he's like really well-known UFO investigator. And he was looking for experiences from the public. Oh, word. So he put an ad in the paper. Yes. Classic. And was like, I'm looking for stories. Yeah. Um, And apparently her letter was just completely dismissed at first because it was so strange. And they were like, okay, this lady's crazy. And they were just like, nope, and just dismissed it. So her stories weren't fully investigated until 1977, so 10 years later. Somebody got a hold of it and was like, okay, wait, this actually might be something. So people who investigated the case included a solar physicist, physicist (laughs) an electronics engineer an aerospace engineer a telecommunications specialist and a ufo investigator they also had a hypnotist and they had a medical doctor who was trained in psychiatry there was a full year of investigation and testing and stuff and betty was given a character reference check two lie detector tests a psychiatric review and 14 sessions of regressive hypnosis. Wow. Holy shit. Yeah. So after all of this, that was when the stories started to come out. And that was when, like, she apparently started to remember all of this. 
I was gonna say, if you do that many fucking, like, hypnotherapy sessions, like, it's fucking working. Like, something is happening. Like, why else would you do it so many times? That's wild. Yes. But 14 sessions, dude. Like, that's, it took a lot. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, dang. Like a, and, like, a year damn. of them just, like, poking her, being like, are you sane? Like, <laughs> so anyway... So the result of all this was a 528-page account. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. That stated that Betty and her daughter, who apparently went through the same testing, um, were both completely sane, and they sincerely believed that all of this had happened to them. So that was basically the result. It's still, like, unexplained, but they never came out and said, oh, yeah, like, we made it all up, or we lied, or whatever, so. Weird. They're like, we don't know what happened, but it definitely did. <laughs> yep. So crazy. And it has a lot of like resemblances to other abduction stories too. So yes. It's interesting. That's very interesting. I love that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's very good. Thank you. Welcome. Thank you, AP, again. Thank you, AP. <laughs> Somehow not the only person that I know with the nickname AP. Oh, true. <laughs> you do have another friend named AP. <laughs> yes. And they're great. All right. So the other thing I want to talk about is a place. It's an old-as-fuck building, also in Durham, and Nick actually pointed this house out to me, because he was like, holy shit, look at that house. It's completely made out of brick. Ooh. Um, brick, 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 brick. And it's actually brick and stone. So it's the James Paul house. It had a very nice plaque over the door. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it's um, the only stone house in... Durham, New Hampshire, and it was built between 1830 and 1840, which is pretty cool. Wow, that is really there cool. There are also four chimneys. Ooh, <laughs> so, fancy. I mean... Can I look up a picture of this? Yeah, absolutely. James Paul House. American Conductor? That's not him. <laughs> no. So, they the, the James Paul House was named after the guy, James Paul, who built it. And after they were done building it, they were, like, taking down all of, like, the scaffolding and stuff. And James Paul was killed in an accident. Oh, no! So he never even got to live in his own house. That's so sad. Yeah. That's so sad. So. Ooh, wow, this house is really pretty. It's really pretty. I was kind of thinking that it might be a brick thing, but I think it's just more of a rock thing. Um, so early residents of the Paul House included the Reverend Barnum, who, it is said, walked to town as going to a funeral. Oh, so was he goth? I guess so. But he was like, he was just like, I guess just like sad all the time, you know? Oh, yeah. Or just like, always just like down and just like, my mind goes to... That's probably some sad energy in that house, at the very least. True. Um, True. And there was another reverend, C.H. Chapin, who one day, it is said, ran all the way to the post office for no reason <laughs> from his house. For no reason. He was just like, I'm going to run to the post office. I think it was Did he more- get a hold of some like old-fashioned cocaine or something? I think it was more of he left his house in a rush. And ran oh. all the way to the post office, which is, I guess, on the other side of town. Weird. Okay. Yeah. But it was like, 
occupied like through the mid 20th century and it currently is a single family residence but it was like owned by the historical society and they did tours and shit so i guess it's probably not an actual residence anymore interesting okay Hmm. but it does say permanently closed when you google it so ah (laughs) i don't know what that means but i don't know what that means either i just got some vibes from that house Nick got some vibes from vibes from that house, so we decided to look it up. Yeah, yeah. It's also no, a I, very cool looking house. It is very. It's cool. really. Cool. It is also yeah. basically directly across the street from where the plaque is. Of oh, cool! That massacre. So mm-hmm. weird area. Yes, yes. I'm definitely gonna like look into Durham, New Hampshire, a little bit more because it was one of the earlier settlements, as was. Um, new market which is right there and like obviously like portsmouth yeah weird yeah that's cool thank you thank you all right one more okay last one okay so this one's this one's really funny um i'm wondering if you actually saw this uh was it on twitter i haven't been on twitter at all recently and by okay, recently i might... mean the last three days okay it might have been like a week ago okay but about a week ago? we'll see so i <laughs> Would like to introduce you to Mountain Creature Caught Running Behind Google Car. What? Or MCCRBGC. That's what they named it? Yes. Fucking idiots, dude. What? Didn't even give them a name. Uh, But they are a bipedal entity with pale skin and black eyes. Most likely an amphibian. It resembles a newt. It has short arms uh very very thick thick legs it has thick thighs and uh <laughs> very like short stubby toes it was first spotted by reddit user d33 and moose on a google street view car image from british columbia canada whoa so d d d33 and moose said quote it's on duffy lake road in bc it only appeared once right after the google car passed it runs for cover in the wooded area, which happens to be cut down now. Interesting. Yes. Other comments that I saw on it were, um, in Pizza We Crust said, that's a monkey. Uh, and then we have Ghostface underscore Starkilla, who says, yeah, that's clearly a raccoon standing on its hind legs as the car approaches, then it takes off. I have them do this nightly when I turn on the porch lights to scare them off. That's valid. Yep, yep. Um, okay, so apparently this guy like posted coordinates so that people could go like look on the Google Street View thing and see if it was still there. And people looked and was like, there's nothing there. And then he was like, oh, well, it was from like a couple of years ago. Well, he did say that the trees are cut down now. Like, yeah, exactly. So it's kind of like, mm. like you implied that, but you yeah, didn't yeah, yeah, straight yeah. out say that. Interesting. Okay, I will send you. Okay. Here you go. <laughs> there they are. <laughs> what? Thank you for the shittiest image in the entire world. How can you even say that's anything, dude? I don't know, man, but it's great. And I love it. Wow. He's cute, though. (laughs) Yes. This is stupid. This is so stupid. Isn't it? But I love it, you know? There was a lot of really good art that came out of it. Yeah. Uh. And I appreciate that. That's good because that's a fucking rock. People were like, it's a stump. Like, it's in the middle of the... It's like it a stump. It literally looks even... like, like a tree or a stump. 
or a rock or something like that. Like Jeff looked at it and he was like, that's a stump. And I was like, no, it's this weird, it's, it's mountain creature cop running behind Google car. Nick, have you ever heard of mountain creature cop running behind Google car, Kristen? Oh yes, mountain creature cop running behind Google car. That's the picture. Dude, that's a fucking ferret. You say a ferret? Some, he said ferret. That's some like animal on its hind legs. I don't think that's an cryptid. No offense. I was like, that's a tree. It's a stump. A rock. It's a stump. There we go. Yeah. The, the problem with that is the Google camera spins so fast that like if anything moves a little bit, it's just gonna be a blur. So like, I feel like there's probably a bunch of things that could be cryptid qualified by Google. What he's saying is. Google Maps is not a good place, a uh, good source of information. No, oh, their pictures are, are like grainy as hell. Garbage. And they get distorted like all the time. Okay. So that's hilarious. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that with me, though. I do feel better about knowing that. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm so glad. I don't know. I think that that's one of my new favorites. He's cute, though. He's very cute. He's so very cute. cute. Yeah. I appreciate the idea of him. Uh, me too. Uh, me too. Me too. <laughs> All right. What's your what's your what's your weird personal thing? Okay. So, last week I told you my brother had a baby and I had psychic brain and psychic brain go, and I was like, yes, his baby's coming. So, anyways, we went to go meet the baby this past weekend, and at one point I was drunk enough to talk to my mother and told her about that, and she was like. Oh, that's so funny because the night before, like, we were all, like, having dinner and she was like, I just had a feeling that the baby was going to be there tomorrow. So I made her, like, a bunch of carbs and I was like, she's going to need energy to, like, push out this baby. And, like, it wasn't the due date. The due date was still, like, a week away, by the way. Um, Oh, okay. And she was like, I just had a feeling. And then the next day, the baby came and I was like, nice. So, like, my mom also has a little bit of a psychic brain, which is pretty cool. And then I, like, remember one other time in my life where I, like, had, like, psychic brain like that. I was in eighth grade, and I was at school, and my grandfather was sick, and he, like, wasn't doing well. So my mom had flown down to Florida to go, like take care of him and give um, her sister a break who was already taking care of him. So she came to our house and watched us instead, which fair. All right. Okay. And like, he wasn't like on the verge of death or anything. He like was sick, but like also fine. Like they were just like, he was like long-term care type deal. Mm -hmm. And like, I was at school one day and I, like, remember just, like, sitting there and <laughs> I was in math class because for some reason my fucking teacher liked to put blankets on the ground. And we all sat on the ground in groups to do math activities, which was great. Like, I loved sitting on the ground. Yeah, that's just really weird. Okay. Whatever. I guess it keeps people from, like, falling asleep. Yeah. And it's, like, interactive, and, like, I appreciate, like, an alternative teaching style. Like, that's yeah. nice. Yeah. I still did terribly at math but that doesn't matter (laughs) and school let out at 235 and i like looked up at the clock and it was like 215 and i like 
turned to my friend and I was like, my grandfather just died. And I like, <laughs> just like kind of forgot about it because it was still like, we still had class left. And then like, I like get on the bus and go home and then we get there and my aunt is like standing there and she's like, so your grandfather just died. And I was like, oh shit, I had a feeling about that earlier today. And then just like, never told anyone about that (laughs) holy shit dude yeah yeah that's pretty great it's wild and then my mom also told me that uh we've we all have guardian angels and Uh she was like oh like your father's father was like chris's guardian angel and someone was ronnie's and i was like oh was mine camilla and my mom was like, yeah, how do you know who that is? And I was like, I don't know. I just did. <laughs> I just knew. I just knew. Who? Who is that? That's my mother's grandmother. Oh, okay. Okay. So very wild. And if she, if my mom has ever like referred to her, she's always called her like Nani, you know, because that's her Nani. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was just very weird coincidence. I was also... Very drunk. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's typically when conversations like that happen. Yeah. it was. I have had a few conversations like that with uh, Jeff's mom. Yeah. Like while we've been drinking. Yeah. It's like yeah. wild. I'm just like, all right. Yeah. All the stories come out. Yeah. So that was great. And that was my story. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Oh, um, you know how I talked about the bolt? Yeah. Like the bolt that Sarah sent me? Yeah. People, people on Twitter today are talking about how, um, also felt like really weird when they got it. And one other person was like, oh yeah, I immediately took it out and like put it in salt. Somebody said that theirs came like out of the bag. Like Sarah put them in little like plastic Ziploc bags. And I guess when they got it, it was like out of the Ziploc bag. Weird. Like, loose in the box. But everybody said that they felt, like, either sad or, like, but everybody on Twitter was talking about it today. Wild, dude. Wild. Where did those bolts come from? What the fuck? I need to read up on it a little more, because she very briefly told me, but it's a railroad station um, in Oregon, and it has something to do with the hidden bricks. So. Ooh. Okay, cool. Cool. Yeah. So that's that. Very exciting stuff. I do love that. Indeed. And that's all I got. Well, thank you. That was great. Thank you. That was great. Yeah. Well, thank you for listening. I'm Jess. And I'm Sam. And this has been a little weird. It really, it really has been. It really has. It just really has been, you know? Really has been.